to see you. Uh, morning, Marge. Good to see you, Ruth. <laughs> so I'm going to ask Brian. Where's Brian? Hey, Brian, can you do me a favor and bring the and lead the procession this morning? Our acolyte can't get to the robes, and oh. since we're not having communion, I just need someone to carry the cross up and then just go join the choir. Ooh, okay. okay. Thanks. Good. I appreciate it. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Ah. Ah. All right. <laughs> it's mornings. It's like it used to be when I taught adult ed in the middle of it. It's like, ah. <laughs> and you come in, but it's like, it feels like there's more energy here than people. <laughs> we had 40 people in 8 o'clock, which is like, wow, that was amazing. So. You can say whenever you're ready. Oh, that was so soft and wonderful. All right. Good morning. And I want to welcome everyone to St. Peter's this morning. It's so good to see so many on this wonderful, brisk day. It's a wonderful fall day, isn't it? And to be part of the renewal of over 30 years of fellowship and friendship with our neighbors at Congregation Beth David. This is, I think, one of the most exciting Sundays in our calendar here at St. Peter's. It is a joy to welcome Rabbi Ethan Adler once again as our preacher this morning, and to know that, you know, in um, Paul's Letter of the Roman, he says there's nothing that can separate us from the love of God, and the good news is not even two years of pandemic can separate us from our love for one another as well. So again, we're so glad to have everyone here this morning and to our guests from Congregation Beth David. At this time, I invite everyone to please stand. There's a blue hymnal in front of you and to join with the choir in singing hymn 290, Come Ye Thankful People Come. Please stand.
our service continues on the front page of our service booklet. And this morning we use right two of morning prayer. Give thanks to the Lord and call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Dearly beloved, we've come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, to set forth his praise, to hear his holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation, and so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship him. Let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins that we may obtain forgiveness by its infinite goodness and mercy. And for those who are comfortable, let us say together, Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. To the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. I invite you to please stand. Lord, open our lips. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness, and all respond, Come, let us adore him. And together, let us say the invitatory, which is Psalm 100. Be joyful in the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. And come before his presence with the song. Know this, the Lord himself is God. He himself has made us, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and call upon his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his faithfulness endures from age to age. And I invite the congregation to please be seated. First reading is from the book of the prophet Joel. Do not fear, O soil. Be glad and rejoice, for the Lord has done great things. 
Do not fear your animals of the field, for the pastures of the wilderness are green. The tree bears its fruit, the fig tree and vine give their full yield. O children of Zion, be glad and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given the early rain for your vindication. He has poured down for you abundant rain, the early and the later rain as before. The threshing floors shall be full of grain, the vats shall overflow with wine and oil. I will repay you for the years that the swarming locust has eaten, the hopper, the destroyer, and the cutter, my great army, which I sent against you. You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied, and praise the name of the Lord your God, who has dealt wondrously with you and my people shall never again be put to shame. You shall know that I am in the midst of Israel and that I, the Lord, am your God and there is no other. And my people shall never again be put to shame. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We'll respond to this first reading with hymn 678. I invite everyone to please stand. Our second reading is from St. Paul's first letter to Timothy. First of all, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for everyone, for kings and all who are in high positions, so that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and dignity. This is right and is acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires everyone to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God. There is also one mediator between God and humankind, Christ Jesus, himself human, who gave himself as a ransom for all. This was attested at the right time, for this I was appointed, a herald and an apostle. I'm telling the truth, I'm not lying, and a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and in truth. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please stand and let us join in singing Canticle 16, as found in our booklet. Thank you. 
As we are in the midst of morning prayer, I do invite the congregation to please sit during the reading of the gospel, um, which is slightly different because it is morning prayer and not the Eucharist. So everyone's invited to please sit. A reading from the gospel of Matthew. Jesus said, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And can any of you, by worrying at a single hour to your lifespan, and why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, he will not much more clothe you, you of little faith. Therefore, do not worry, saying, What will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear? For it is the Gentiles who strive for all these things. And indeed, your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But strive first for the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. On behalf of Congregation Beth David, how wonderful it is for us to be together with you again. I think this is number 32, and as I think back, I was 40 years old when we first started. It seems like, seems like a lifetime ago. <laughs> in October 1621, Pilgrims gathered in Plymouth, Massachusetts, along with 90 Native Americans who had helped them survive a very difficult year. They gathered to celebrate the successful fall harvest. They viewed the harvest as a life-giving bounty that would sustain them throughout the long winter. This time of Thanksgiving was a tradition the Pilgrims brought with them from England, which they shared with their new Indian friends. Nearly 170 years later, in 1789, President Washington proclaimed a National Day of Thanksgiving to be celebrated each November. From that time on, the date of the observation of Thanksgiving varied by state until years later, President Abraham Lincoln proclaimed the last Thursday of November as a National Day of Thanksgiving. Now, what makes this proclamation by Lincoln so intriguing is that at that time, the nation was in the midst of a civil war. The union was fiercely divided, state against state, brother against brother, as the fabric of our country was ripping apart with the loss of life and property, devastating families across the land. A quick look at this proclamation speaks volumes about giving thanks. Listen to his words. In the midst of a civil war of unequaled magnitude and severity, especially in the theater of military conflict, let us set apart and observe the last Thursday of November next as a day of thanksgiving and praise. Thus, even within the context of a nation at war with itself, President Lincoln drew the nation's attention to the notion that the greatest weapon against chaos is giving thanks. Fast forward to Thanksgiving 2021. We are still experiencing what could be described as the most tumultuous time in decades. Our nation seems divided. COVID-19 continues to devastate families as well as our economy. Racial tensions are constantly at a boiling point. 
Presidential election has been the most contentious of our lifetimes, eroding confidence in our political process. Once again, chaos seems to reign. Now with all of this going on, how can we sit around the Thanksgiving table and still find the path towards being thankful? Well, we have been told in the past that gratitude is more important than ever, especially during difficult times. Research shows that gratitude can help us cope with traumatic events. It can regulate our negative emotions and improve our well-being. In addition, research indicates by being more grateful for what we do have, we can increase our happiness by about 25%. People who experience gratitude are able to cope more effectively with everyday stress, show increased resilience in the face of trauma-induced stress, and recover more quickly from illness and benefit from greater physical health. Gratitude is one of the few things that can change our lives in a measurable way. However, when going through challenging times, it's harder to see the good that exists among our troubles. For sure, expressing gratitude and thankfulness when so much around us is driving us bananas is a very tricky task. When the light at the end of the tunnel is dim, when our dreams take on the semblance of nightmares, when the difficult old days are now perceived as the good old days, when our blankets and pillow beckon us and it's not even noon yet, our instinct is to remark, what gratitude, what thanksgiving. Yet there is a way out of this darkness. And the way is a change in perspective, an altered viewpoint, a different outlook perhaps, a more discerning angle. In 1937, Napoleon Hill wrote an interesting book called Think and Grow Rich. And it contained an often quoted statement. Whatever your mind can conceive, it can believe, and it can achieve. So if we can conceive, it's possible to be thankful even in demanding times. We can then believe that being thankful can provide us with some sense of control, and then we can achieve the goal of rising above our situation. Here are some examples. When we find it difficult to fall asleep at night, let's remember the homeless family that has no bed to lie in. When we find ourselves stuck in traffic, let's remind ourselves there are people in this world for whom driving is an unheard of privilege. When we have a bad day at work, let's think of those who are out of work. When we despair over a relationship gone bad, let's bring to mind the people who have never known what it's like to love and be loved in return. When we grieve the passing of another weekend, Let's focus on the single woman in dire straits, working 12 hours a day, seven days a week, so she could properly feed her family. When our car breaks down, leaving us miles away from assistance, let's consider the paraplegic who would love the opportunity to take that walk. When we notice the new gray hair in the mirror, Let's remember the cancer, the cancer patient undergoing chemotherapy who wishes there was here to examine. When we find ourselves the victims of other people's bitterness, their ignorance, their smallness, their insecurities, let's imagine how our life would change if we were one of them. When we mourn over the loss of closeness and touch with those we love, due to COVID, 
Let us be thankful that technology still found a way to bring us together. Author Shona Nyquist offers this insight. When life is sweet, say thank you and celebrate. When life is bitter, say thank you and grow. My friends, remember, it's not happy people who are thankful. It's thankful people who are happy. And so on behalf of Beth David and our members, wish all of you a very happy and satisfying and meaningful Thanksgiving, a time filled with peace, with love, with laughter, and a large spoonful of gratitude. Shalom. I invite everyone to please stand and for those who are able to recite their baptismal covenant or creed through the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again, ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And let us pray. Again, for those who are comfortable to join us, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I will read the versicles, which are marked as V, and invite everyone to respond with the responses, which are marked as R. Help us, O God, our Savior. Look upon your congregation. Give to your people the blessing of peace. Declare your glory among the nations. And your wonders among all peoples. Do not let the oppressed be shamed and turned away. Never forget the lives of your Lord. Continue your loving kindness to those who know you. And your favor to those who are true of heart. Satisfy us by your loving kindness in the morning. Almighty and gracious Father, we give you thanks for the fruits of the earth in their season and for the labors of those who harvest them. Make us, we pray, faithful stewards of your great bounty for the provision of our necessities and the relief of all who are in need. To the glory of your name through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. O oh God, you make us glad with the weekly remembrance of the glorious resurrection of your Son, our Lord. Give us this day such blessing through our worship of you, that the week to come may be spent in your favor through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O oh God, the author of peace and lover of concord, to know you is eternal life, and to serve you is perfect freedom. Defend us, your humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we surely, trusting in your defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries through the might of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, by whose spirit the whole body of your faithful people is governed and sanctified, receive our supplications and prayers which we offer before you 
for all members of your holy church, that in their vocation and ministry they may truly and devoutly serve you, through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated. Again, a warm welcome to everyone. It is so glad to have you. There is, did the coffee go to the back of the church as well this morning, or is it still in here? Well, we'll move it out onto the lawn for those who wish to have a cup of coffee on the lawn immediately afterwards so we can have a little bit of safe fellowship. Uh, I have a few announcements for uh, the community of St. Peter's. Uh, first, we're in the midst of our stewardship season, and at this point, I'm glad to report and, report and be thankful for the 35 who have so far let us know how you plan to support St. Peter's financially in the coming year. That means there's about 65 whom we haven't heard from yet, and I certainly understand that because if it's anything like the Swan household, we got the piece of mail said, oh yeah, we need to respond to it, and then popped it in the um, mail basket, and there it's sitting. So as a matter of convenience, we have placed another stewardship letter with the stewardship card, pledge card, in your bulletins this morning. If you have the opportunity to fill it out, and there should be an envelope with it, put it in the envelope, put it in the basket, We'll be glad to receive it that way if we can do that. Otherwise, I do encourage, please get your um, pledge cards in as soon as possible. It'll help me feel great relief by Christmas, as well as our stewardship chairman, um, Bob Mankey. Also, looking forward, um, this week there will be a Bible study at noon via Zoom. Um, the Wednesday Zoom Bible study is looking at the third chapter of the book of the Acts of the Apostles. Our Thursday evening Bible study is on hiatus from now until the first week in January. They asked for a semester break. I think there's professors in that group. I wonder how that came up. But anyway, um, so that's on a hiatus and we'll resume with continuing our journey through the Gospel of St. Luke. Also looking forward, just a couple of weeks ahead, on December 12th, we have a anniversary to celebrate, and that is the 50th anniversary of the ordination of Father Andrew Mead. Many of you know Father Mead. He is part of this congregation. He's led classes. He's celebrated and preached on my behalf, and 50 years is a lot of years. And believe it or not, Father Mead began his ministry here as a seminarian. And that's how he met his wife, Nancy, because he was assigned here as a seminarian. Even more interesting, January 1st is their 50th wedding anniversary. So there's a lot of 50s going on in their house. I won't tell you how old he is either, but December 50 years ago is a big year in the life of Father Mead. But we're going to celebrate that. And so what we plan to do on December 12th is have a light breakfast in the parish hall uh, Angel Hilliard is organizing that. We have a small token to give for him. And Andy will be preaching and presiding at the 8 o'clock service and then preaching at the 1015. But we do invite everyone to come be part of the breakfast and to congratulate him on that wonderful milestone. And if you happen to see Nancy, just congratulate her on her wedding anniversary as well. <laughs> and that she has survived 50 years with a priest. That comes from my wife. So... Uh, <laughs> Who says it on good authority? Finally, looking forward to Christmas, because it's hard to believe it's right around the... Oh, I know, before I get to Christmas, I've got to get to the Christmas Bazaar, because Justine is here, and she'll have my head if I don't talk about that. <laughs> Christmas Bazaar. It is two weeks from yesterday, or one week from this coming Saturday, from 9 to 12. We need helpers. There are 180 baskets to sell. What? 92. 192? No, the bazaar is from 9 to 2. It's from 9 to 2 with 180 <laughs> baskets. Okay. I got lost there. I thought you were telling me 192. Uh, we need lots of helpers. We need helpers on Wednesday the 1st to help form the basket brigade to get the 178 baskets that are in the basement up and into the church for display here in the sanctuary. On Saturday, we'll need helpers with all of the tables, with handling the money. If you want to be a money changer, this is your opportunity. And um, I need a couple guys to help me in the kitchen because we are going to do lunch for um, 
just the workers this year and for the Boy Scouts who help us out because you know we got to keep them nourished because they're the ones who carry all the heavy things out to the cars for people. So um, that is the bazaar. It's coming up again on December 4. There are sign-up sheets in the back of the church. Um, if that's not possible, give us a call. Let us know you're coming. We'll sign you up. Yes. Please label thing with whether there's nuts or not in your item. Gotcha. Okay. And then finally, good news for the congregation, there will be Christmas. <laughs> and there will be Christmas here at St. Peter's. We will have a 4 p.m. toddler service restored, a 6 p.m. festival service with the choir, and a 10 o'clock or 10 p.m. service with, I've heard it's up to an octet. Maybe more. Maybe more. Tony's going to surprise us. It's a work in process. But Christmas will return to St. Peter's this year. Uh, I do not plan to get COVID just before it, so keep me in your prayers to stay healthy. But um, Christmas is coming, and yes, back to its glory, and the music should be glorious. Oh, yes, and Tony, you have an event coming up that you need to talk about. Yes. December 13th, Monday, December 13th, the... Uh, choir from the Community College of Rhode Island will be performing here, joined by our choir, um, performing Vivaldi's Gloria. It's a beautiful, beautiful piece of music. Um, the CCRI choir, led by Dr. Joseph Amante. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's wonderful, absolutely wonderful. They'll be singing some pieces for the first half, uh, there'll be some small group numbers, some fun, light pieces, and then the second half will be the Vivaldi Gloria, accompanied by string orchestra, trumpet, and oboe. So it should be a marvelous concert. Masks are required because there will be so many singers. So um, if you can make it, please join it. Well, you won't. Uh, you won't be sorry. It'll be great. Okay. Is that enough? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> seven o'clock. Seven, seven o'clock. No, seven thirty. No, seven o'clock. Seven o'clock. What's that? Seven o'clock. Seven o'clock. I know well, it's. six thirty. No. <laughs> seven o'clock. I know it's seven o'clock because I saw it in Facebook. Yes. Okay. So it's official. <laughs> uh, I could use two people to help um, with the offering this morning, because I'm not quite sure who showed up as usher today, but um, if I could have two people who can do the plates for me, greatly appreciate it. And walk in love as Christ loves us and gave himself for us an offering and sacrifice to God.
Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, your unworthy servants, give you, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for your immeasurable love. In the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to your service and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days through Jesus Christ our Lord to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O Lord, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come, life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Be to God. And I invite Rabbi Adler to offer us the benediction and blessing. Oseh shalom bim romav hu yaaseh shalom aleinu May God, who creates peace and harmony in the heavens above, may he also create peace and harmony to us and all people everywhere as we enjoy that most unique gift of peace. And let us all say, Amen.
us go forth rejoicing in the power of God. Thanks be to God.